morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to Foundation Friday number 90. And this week, we are going to talk about a decision that many of us will face this season. And if you do this job for any amount of time, you're going to have to face this decision. And that is what goes into moving a player up a level. So when we say that, of course, we're talking about moving a player up from freshman to JV or from JV to varsity or from freshman to varsity or even in some ways talking about maybe uh, moving a kid from uh, not playing on the varsity to taking minutes in the varsity rotation. Uh, However you want to define that phrase of moving a player up. And I want to uh, just throw out a few things this week on things that we all need to consider that might be the ripple effect of moving a player up that could possibly cause problems for us as coaches and things that we need to think about as coaches before we just get excited about the talent and want to move them this player up. And that's what we do as coaches. We want Uh, When we feel like we've got a a talented player or a talented group, a lot of times we're in a big hurry uh, to move these players up to the highest level that we feel like they could possibly play at. But I think before you do that, I think there's things that you need to consider. Now, listen, let me be very, very clear. I am 100% for pulling players up if they're ready or if they're needed. I've done it. I've done it numerous times throughout my career, and so this is not an anti-pulling a player up and getting them out there and getting them reps at a higher level than what their, and I'm using air quotes here, their age group would be at, whether that's a freshman on JV or a sophomore on varsity or whatever it may be. I am all for that. However, I think that where we get in trouble as coaches, and these are sometimes self-inflicted wounds, We have to think about a lot of different things before we do this. And I'm going to go through five major things that that I've gone through and that uh, probably some of you have gone through as well. So number one thing, social dynamics. In that, for the player that's being moved up, let's say you're moving up a freshman to the JV. Well, is this player going by themselves Or are there any other freshmen going up with them to the JV team that maybe they can have that social connection with that can make them feel a little bit more comfortable? Uh, Do they have a social partner? If you're moving a sophomore up to the varsity, Uh, even if you're in a, let's say, a smaller community, that's still a jump, especially if you have, uh, let's say, a freshman team, a JV team, and a varsity team. And a lot of times in those situations, your JVs and varsities are going to practice together and your uh, freshman team is completely separate. So if you're moving that freshman up to the JV, they're going to be completely isolated from a social sense, not only just in practice, but we're talking about bus rides, we're talking about in the bleachers before and after games, so forth and so on. So in a perfect world, if you have one to bring up, hopefully maybe you have two or three that you can bring up and therefore these kids are in a place where they are socially comfortable. And and again, sometimes you don't have that. I understand that. Again, I, I, I've been there, done that. But I'm saying that that's a, that's a thing that you probably should think about before you do this. 
Second big point that I want to uh, talk about. Will your upperclassmen accept and embrace this player? Are they going to be okay with this player moving up? Because more than likely, if you're moving a freshman up or you're moving a sophomore up, they're taking somebody's minutes. And so I'm going to read this word for word here. Will they be a good teammate to this player when you're not around or when you're not looking? You know, what's going to happen in the locker room? What's going to happen at the back of that bus to that player? Is there going to be some subtle stuff going on there? Uh, you know, a lot of times there's frustration and, and you know, these kids want to play too. We have to understand that every kid that goes out for your sport, every kid that goes out for basketball, most kids are not just happy with, hey, I want to be a part of the team and I love having a jersey on. Uh, there's, there's some, but... Most of your kids want to play. They want to get minutes. They're there for a reason. They want to play in the competitions. And so when you're bringing up that freshman to the JV or the sophomore to the varsity, you're sending an immediate signal. I'm taking minutes from some, from one or more of you by making this move. And related to that, will the upperclassmen's parents accept and embrace this player? And sometimes that's the bigger problem. The parents are upset because their child's minutes are being affected by your decision to bring up this player. And so that's going to cause your dinner table problems. It's my experience. I'm guessing it's most of yours experience. The number one thing that will turn parents on you is playing an upper underclassman ahead of their upperclassman child, especially when they don't think that that underclassman is better than the upperclassman. And most parents are going to think that that kid doesn't deserve to be ahead of their kid. And this is where you start hearing either through email or, I, well, you know, I got to talk to the athletic director and, you know, uh, my kid is just not having fun anymore. You know, basketball's just not any fun anymore. Uh, you know, our, our, our son or daughter just lacks motivation. You know, there's just the coaching staff. They're so negative right now, and they're not giving anybody any chances, and they've made decisions on playing time. And so why am I still even here? And, and all of these type of uh, things that, again, if you do this job for any length of time, those are the things that you're going to hear. And it's been my experience that when when I usually have parents that are upset about things, it's for this very reason. Third thing, are they ready to contribute to the success of the team or are they just getting any reps? I really believe that if it's a 50-50 call, if you have, even if it's a senior against a freshman and you know that that freshman is ultimately going to be a lot better than that senior by the time that that freshman gets to their senior season, if that freshman and that senior or if that sophomore and that senior are basically even or, or there's not a massive gap between the two, Play the upperclassmen, especially if they're a good kid, if they're a great teammate, if they're academically in line. Remember, you're building a program, and there's going to be, you're going to go through ebbs and flows where you're going to feel like, gosh, I feel like we've got 12, 13, 14 kids that we could give legit varsity minutes to right now. And I could play these couple of sophomores ahead of these couple of seniors, and I just, you know, I feel like that would be good. But there's also going to be times where, 
hey, we, we only have seven kids that I feel, really feel comfortable with playing in a varsity game right now. And if you have two or three years before this shown that you're going to move that other kid ahead of a senior who's just a good kid, a good player, a great teammate, they're going to fill a role. Well, now that seven could be six or five because of potential bridges that you've burned when you've made this 50-50 call. Reward that kid. You're building programs, coaches. So keep that player in the fold. And if they've done a good job, if they've done what you've asked them to do, if they've put the work in in the offseason, and it's essentially a split decision, stay with that upperclassman. It's going to be for the good of your program for the long run. It's also good sometimes if, if you're not really sure. I, As I got older, I was probably in too big of a hurry of, to move kids up. As I got older, I, I made the conscious decision. Unless that kid is really, really ready, we're going to keep them down a level and we're going to have them have them have success uh, both as individuals and as a team to before we move them up. Sometimes, and I know we try to keep it PG-13 on here, but sometimes it's good to learn how to kick people's asses. I mean, that's just the way it is. Sometimes it's just good for a group of kids to really learn how to play together and they have the confidence that, hey... Last year at, at the freshman level, we went 20-2, and two and we kicked the snot out of people. And we feel really good about basketball right now. Rather than rushing them up to the JV or the varsity level, and now they've got a little bit more of a sour taste in their mouth. So sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's better to keep that individual player or that group of four, five, six kids together at a lower level rather than, rather than rushing them up a level. All right. Now, that being said, number four here, what effect will your action have on your lower level team? How, what effect are you going to have on that freshman group uh, if you move those two, three, four freshmen up? Now, obviously, if you move one freshman up and you still have six or seven quality freshmen, they're going to be fine at the freshman level. Uh, same thing goes for the JV. But if, if you're gutting your entire freshman team of three or four really good players and they only have five players that really know what they're doing in the first place, now you've destroyed that whole freshman class uh, and your support. And, and what's to say that let's say you bring up those three or four kids and let's say they're females. So let's say you bring up those three or four kids. By the time they're juniors, one of them decides to specialize in another sport and another one gets hurt. And now you're down to two when you could have kept that group together and maybe you develop six or seven kids all together instead of three or four and now you've got a little bit of depth to help negate that kid that decides to specialize in the other kid that has a catastrophic injury so those are things to think about as well number uh, the last thing if you're going to move kids up you have to play them you have made that decision and you have made that commitment and and if you're going to move them up you got to play them and if you're going to play them, you have to stay with it. You can't yo-yo them back and forth from playing to not playing. Uh, you're going to hurt the player's confidence. You're going to lose the trust of the team. So you've made this decision, and your coaching staff has made this decision. Now you have to live with it. So if you're going to bring that freshman up to the JV level, that freshman better be starting or be playing major minutes off the bench. If you're going to move that kid up to the varsity and they're just not sitting at the end of the bench. They're just not the token kid. At the, let's say you know they're a four-quarter JV kid, and they're number 12 on the varsity. Uh, that's one thing. But if you're taking that kid, and you're not playing them any JV, and you're suiting them up for the varsity, 
you got to play them. You have made that commitment, and you've got to live with it, and you've got to go through the ups and downs with that. I really take a look at quarterbacking in the NFL. How many times do they put players out there? And yeah, there's a few success stories along the way, but how many quarterbacks have been destroyed by being moved up and and playing full-time minutes in the NFL too early, too soon, they're not ready, and therefore the team that's invested all this time, energy, and effort into this quarterback All of that energy and effort is destroyed. It's the same thing when you're moving kids up. So if you're going to move that freshman up to the JV level, they better be starting or they better be playing starter-type minutes coming off the bench. Same thing if, if if you're not playing a freshman or a sophomore, at the at the lower level and they're just playing varsity then doggone it they got to be in that rotation now i get it those decisions are easy when you've got a stud if you've got an all-stater if if you've got a uh, uh just an outstanding player yeah i know these decisions are easy but there's fringe decisions there's depth decisions of that gray area and those are things that you have to consider so just some things to think about, coaches, as we begin practices, as we start to put together our rosters, as we start to shape them up. These are the things that you need to consider and look at as you move forward with your program this season. So Foundation Friday number 90, moving players up and some things that you need to think about before you do that. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or ideas, email me at penandanapkin at gmail.com. Check out the website at penandanapkin.com. I appreciate all the follows on the Twitter handle. We've got some great stuff coming. Uh, We've got a great interview coming this weekend. We're going to be dropping that Monday morning. I think you're really, really going to like that one, folks. So, coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.